You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. Clint's dancing. I don't know what's happening. <clears throat> Look, it's y'all, really- I'm not a dancing. I'm not a dancing man. By the way, really quick, this episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite, best cloud financial software system there is. We'll get to them later. Uh, I'm not a dancing man. I don't have the body sure. nor the coordination. Um, <laughs> I was kind of okay. I was kind of okay running in a very direct line and using my head as a battering ram. I was kind of okay at that. Very uncoordinated other aspects. But, y'all, I was dancing in the streets literally out of mm. the, the tunnel, out of Indianapolis, le- leaving Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, and that's what this is about. We're dancing now because we're still champions. Hasn't been taken away. This just in can't be taken away. Can't. Um, and we don't, can't. we don't care. We actually actively encourage you to try to come take it from us because, <laughs> look, 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 it's not going to end I mean, well. Two, two elderly gentlemen at Vanderbilt, one Alabama fan in Section 519, but not you. Not if you'd come, if you come try to take it away, not you won't you won't be on the list. Um, okay, um, this is for fans by fans. This is Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network. We talked exclusively yesterday about red zone defense. Daniel and I are here's the oof. plan from here on out. Which, oof. by the way, but yo, I, again, what number are you at? Watching the game, Daniel. How many times? Oh, my, four and a half. Okay. Uh, I half just half. finished. I just finished the fourth complete. And when I say complete, okay. I'm not skipping anything. Like it, it's. I'm watching it's the just, commercials. I'm watching the commercial. I'm just soaking it in. Taking it in. everything in. Every um, random story that Kirk Herbstreet's telling in the booth that has oh no bearing gosh. on anything. I'm just. I'm. I'm eating it up. Like oh a sponge. Gosh. It's the first time all season that I've thought to myself, I could. I could take some more, Kurt. It's okay. Um, Kurt, if you're listening, come on the pod. We'd love to have you on. Honestly, yes. Uh, we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue doing kind of just a, just a, a train of thought, just a, a verbal vomit from brain to tongue and mouth out to the microphones to you. So we talked about the red zone defense yesterday and how historic it was. Abjectly historic. I read a stat today that of the players that had over four, over like 350 snaps for Georgia this entire season, uh, not a single one of them graded less than 76 pro football focus, Daniel. Not a single mm. one graded mm. less than the entire year. That red zone defense was something else. We talked exclusively. Daniel brought up William Poole. William Poole showed out in like nobody's business. That was incredible. So each segment, we're going to do continual. Just stream of consciousness, stream of thought. Now, here's where I want to take us today because – Yeah, let's do that. In the game – now, now I have to check with you because in the middle of the game, coming out of half, we did not see Erickson on the offensive line. Okay? That's right. He was replaced. Now, watching the game for the fourth time – He was actually replaced – he was actually replaced – in the early first half. Yeah, oh, late yes. in the first half. Yes. Late in the first half. Second quarter, he went down with an ankle injury. It was like mm-hmm. a 15-yard, something like that. Got a first down. He comes up lame, and Broderick Jones is inserted. Uh, Jamari slides in at that point, not coming out of half, yep. but at that point in the game. Yeah, yeah. 
and I became very, very interested <clears throat> from our seats. We were, I was clearly able to see a lot that was going on, but Daniel, I, I just have to take a minute here. Sure. And Please can do. we gush on Broderick Jones? I think we Daniel, should. I we, think should. we should. Again, best defensive player in this year, college football, Tim Anderson. Incredible, Will. incredible. Will. No, it's Tim. What? It's Tim. It's, no. it's not. It's Blade, Blade Slayton and Tim Anderson, right? I, it could be. I'm not sure. Check back oh, with I'm, me next year when he play, he, he's playing football again. I'm not sure. Uh, Will, Will Anderson. playing football and Georgia's won all, won all the games that matter. I so. can name you whatever I want because Kirby Smart made you his daddy. And guess what? Dads get to dictate their children's names. So that's, that's on you. Um, okay, Will Anderson. Uh, played out of his mind in this game, but Broderick Jones, yep. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Daniel, there were there was one run play. I saw him wash Tim or Will. Now, now I can't do it to myself. I can't undo it now that I've done the, done the bit. No, you can't. Will Anderson gets washed out by Broderick yep. Jones coming down, and it yep. was a thing of beauty on that offensive line, Daniel. Now, from Broderick that, from that point Jones, on. remind me, Broderick Jones, senior season, Headed off yeah, he's NFL. been he's been really, really lots of snaps in the program. Really sure. accomplished, lots of time mm. coaching up, lots of weight room. Not a freshman, not first year pressed into action. Hang uh, on, what so, if I told you that he is a redshirt freshman, Clint? Well, that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. Still that out. we would count in the biggest game of the entire year at a pinnacle. Of, of college football in a pressing need to get points, need to solidify, come back from behind to score and That's to right. win. We inserted a freshman left tackle, not a freshman left guard, not a freshman center, not a freshman H back, a no. freshman left tackle. That's and right. he so go get didn't you some do, young man. He didn't just do admirably. He did excellent in this game. That, he did. Pass pro in the second half was notably better. Now that a lot of that had to do with the fact that in the second half we were able to run the ball a lot more effectively, also due to improved performance from the offensive line. And so the offensive line was the biggest single deficit for the University of Georgia in the first half. Yes. Stetson Bennett came out. We said yesterday he came out and he looked rattled at the beginning of the game. Because he was moment, rattled. He didn't look rattled. He was looked, rattled. It looked too big for him. It looked like he was going to lose us this game before the game even got started. We talked about this yesterday on the pod. Alabama missed their opportunity with all of their players in the lineup. They missed their opportunity to take a commanding 10, 14, 17-point lead before Georgia even had a first down, Alabama had the opportunity to do that. They didn't do it. But this halftime adjustments from Kirby Smart, from Todd Monken, uh, and um, why not just go Matt Luke as well? This halftime adjustments that were made by the offensive staff were some of the best that we've seen all year. And um, that was the story of the game, Clint. Third quarter, still back and forth. But if really, if you look, Georgia didn't dominate the third quarter like they dominated the fourth quarter. But that opening drive, Georgia receives the ball. They're moving right down the field. First down, first down, first down. And then the intentional grounding penalty. On a great play call, 
But Alabama covered it. Kudos to yep. Alabama. They covered it up, and Stetson did exactly what he was supposed to do. And yet we get this intentional grounding call. All of a sudden, it's it's a it's a mile and a half to go for the first down. The drive stalls, and we go back and forth a few times. But the halftime adjustments were there, and the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for that, Clint. Oh but gosh, really, yes. I want to talk about this running game. So I want to get into that second segment. So let's move hey, on. Hey, Daniel, just, just a little sneak peek. Somebody got up into a full-blown lather. Daniel. Oh, we did. Oh, we Somebody. Did. Somebody's been waiting for that for a long, long, long time. And, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to give it its due. But first, we'll let you about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets, outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. I know John Tweet Sports has already got this on lockdown. He knows. He, he doesn't he have his this. hat falling over his eyes. because no, he, he is seeing everything clearly. We got to get um, John Tweet Sports back on the pod. Is he still alive? Uh, Did he make uh, it back from Indianapolis? Like, can we confirm I cannot or confirm. I, I left him at the gate. And what happened mm. after that once he got on that plane? That's him. That's between him and his Lord. Like that's John that's Tweet Sports. Me. Reach out. Reach out to the people. Just let us know. Send up a flare. Let the people know. <laughs> uh, Nestle is number one cloud financial system to power your growth. It's got everything you need to grow all in one place, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite can automate processes, close your books in no time while saying, well, I have the competition. 93% of businesses gained visibility and control after upgrading. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade. Upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked. All right, Clint, let's get into this running game because <clears throat> I was told many things, right? To I was be fair, told, lots of things were said during the season. I was told many things. Now, I'm not talking about doing the season. I'm not coming after you here. This is a friendly okay. podcast. I'm not, Thank we're you. not, there's no need for us to. Thank you. I was, I was fully, I had notes prepared for my mea culpa <laughs> to Zeus. Like I was, I was ready. Now, listen, you can cue up the formal apology music if you'd like, but that's not, okay. that's not, that's not my business. I was told by some, by some fine listeners and viewers to the program. By the way, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit us up on the audio podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, all those things. Uh, love having you along for the ride. Yep. Um, no Alabama fans anymore. It's just us Georgia fans here talking. So no, we sir. all – listen, we've cleaned a little house, all right? But we they'll be back. Don't, all don't the you house, worry. Daniel. Don't you worry. They'll be back. But I was told by some fine folks in the comments that Alabama's run defense was, quote – Mm -hmm. just as good as Georgia's. That's what I was told. Okay. We'll see what had happened was. What had happened? Um, Alabama rushed the ball for 30 yards in this game. No, that, that, like in the, in the first quarter, 30 yards, Daniel. In the first 30, quarter. They rushed the ball for 30 yards in the game. Okay. Okay. Well. 30 yards in the game while the University of Georgia rushed the ball for 140 yards. In the game now, you say, but Daniel, that includes sack yardage, and that's not really fair 
Because as we know, Bryce Young was sacked 296 times in this game. Pressure on, on 48% on 97% of his dropbacks. Drop he was had somebody in his face. That is correct. And so if you're going to count all the sack yardage, that's not really fair because Alabama is not allowed to sack the quarterback. And so that that shouldn't that shouldn't count. Well, if you take out the sack yardage, uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia rushed Georgia's running backs. Okay, here we go. Georgia's yes. running backs rushed for 164 yards in this game. Okay, How, Alabama's. Go there ahead. You go. No, no. I was going to Alabama, say Alabama's running backs rushed for 73 yards in this game. That. That seems like a discrepancy between one team controlling the run game and the That's other right. not venturing anywhere near success. Brian Robinson averaged 3.1 yards. Trey Sanders, 2.5 yards. Uh, you want oh, to talk about no. Georgia? Oh, okay. Talk to me about Georgia because those don't seem like very high averages. Those are less than ideal. Those are what we call getting behind the sticks, not being on schedule, Daniel. Conversely, Zamir White averaged 6.5 yards per carry, and that's after an abysmal first half. Okay, Daniel? Mm. That's after an abysmal first half. 6.5 yards per carry. James Cook rips off the longest rush in college football playoff history. He did. He averaged 12.8. Kenny Mack uh, was more that, that by the way, really quick, that reception where he, he juggled that ball for that, that was, oh my gosh. He just kept Part, catching it. He just, uh, three reception only counts as one catch. Three receptions, yep. one catch. Um, 6.5 yards, 12.8 yards per carry, one touchdown that's, on 19 attempts. Now listen, that's 6.5 yards from Zamir. That's the most impressive thing about this game because you mentioned it, not a great start, and his long run of the game was 19 yards, Clint. He had 13 carries for 84 yards, and his long was only 19 yards, Clint. And boy, that 19-yard yes. run, Clint, do you remember it? Etched you remember right it? here. I think, I think in this lobe, it's, it's taking up he this space right here. He did something to a person that you have been – disrespectfully screaming that he was unable to do for his entire career. And he just put a man on the ground, Clint. He put a man on and not, he didn't put a man on the ground by putting his shoulder into him, Daniel. No, he put a man on the ground from the knees down. He just went, he just went, whoop. And it was, he put hand on the ground and he kept his balance mm -hmm. and he rushed. That was such an impressive run. That was the vision I've been waiting for. And he, yeah. He did it at the most opportune town. He did also murder a man coming across the middle. There was one run, three, four bodies. Like, bring a friend when you go to tackle because, Bama, you don't got – by the way, uh, To'o To'o? No. 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 No, no. No. Oh, To'o To'o. Uh, they broke the transfer portal, Clint. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it when they broke the best. It. Nick Saban told best. us free agency was coming, and then they went out there and stole the best linebacker in the SEC. Stole him. Toe toe with the best linebacker, ready to tackle anybody. There was there was one replay house uh next to the goal line when just before Zamir busted it in for the touchdown. Toe toe just running around behind blockers, behind, mm -hmm. like trying to scrape when you're on the five. You don't scrape on the five, Toe. You go after the running back. You go put your head in there and do something. That's what nah, you're he can't. supposed to do. 
can't. he can't. No, Zamir White was absolutely, abjectly one of the most important parts to the comeback because they not only kept ahead of the chain, not only was a safety valve, not only was all of that, but most importantly, imposing himself on that defense mm. that could not stop him, opened things up. If you think that that changed the way Bama called plays on defense that opened up the A.D. Mitchell or I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The, the A.D. Mitchell touchdown. And and before that, the, the Burton throw on the sideline when they're in single coverage, mm. single high with that. If you don't think that affected it, influenced if it. If you don't think it slows down the pass rush, if you don't think it wears down the defensive front, if you don't think it occupies the linebackers, then you never watch football and you never watch Georgia football. We said on Monday morning that Georgia needed to run the ball effectively enough to be able to play action off of it. This was not breaking news. Everyone knew this to be the case. Uh, and what did they do, Clint? They came out and they did exactly that, 165-something yards rushing by the running backs. Um, Zamir White, again, led the way. Uh, James Cook had the big run and finished with 77 yards in uh, an admirable, admirable performance as well. Also had two catches out of the backfield uh, for 15 yards, which was helpful. Uh, impactful in the game but uh, enough can't be said about these two guys um i assume we've seen the last of zamir white we've oh, definitely gone. seen the last of james cook who made his who made his uh intentions known uh that he was headed to the nfl draft and listen you just can't say enough about these two guys and the the fact that they brought a championship to the university of georgia they are not the two most talented running backs to come through athens in the last 10 years Okay, they are not, not going to not leave even close. They're not going to leave as the two most individually decorated running backs to come through Athens in the last 10 years. But they are leaving as champions, mm -hmm. national champions. And if you don't think that those two guys had as much to do with that from a from a physicality yep. standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from a controlling the game standpoint, if you don't think Stetson Bennett, the fourth success this year, was largely predicated on a great offensive line and those two guys, uh, then again, I can't help you because uh, those are two damn good dogs right there. And they Malcolm, control this game. Malcolm Mitchell often talked about on this podcast being one of our favorite wide receivers. Because of his ability not only to catch the ball and always pinpoint very, very, very opportune moments where he showed up in big plays, but the blocking down the field, the little things that keep, kept him uh, in the NFL, Zamir White, James Cook, the things I'm telling you right now, like what NFL scouts are looking for, this stat line, by the way, 13 carries, 84 yards, 6 carries, 77 yards, that is an ideal, when I say ideal, if you were to tell me before the game, I could promise you this. Zamir White's going to run the ball 13 times, 84 yards, and a touchdown. James Cook six, six times for 77 yards. I'd say, I, can't, I couldn't have drawn it up better. That's exactly what yeah. I want. And that's exactly what they did. And not only that, but the pass pro, Daniel, the little things. Yo, let's pick up. Listen, you want to talk about A.D. Mitchell never catches a touchdown pass. If James Cook does not throw his body. In front of a blitzing linebacker coming right up the middle on an offsides call, and he gives Stetson Bennett enough time to sidestep to the right and plant his foot. Because listen, Stetson yep. Bennett cannot throw the ball if he does not plant that back foot. 
All right, we've seen it. It does not it 54 don't work. yards. He can't. Not it not won't all work the way down if there. he tries to throw it on the run. So James Cook throws his body in there, and that's the reason we score those seven points. And listen, Clint, if we don't complete that play, yes, we get a five yard penalty. We sure. probably get a first sure. down. We're but we're on the twenty five yard line. A touchdown is not guaranteed. We no. might be coming up with three. We might be coming up with zero on that drive. James, James Cook's Cook block thing. huge. He started to the right. He started on the tackle, and he read all the way in, and he came back to the opposite A-gap. So I, like to understand how difficult that is to be disciplined enough and not lose focus on what you're doing and not get preoccupied with other things, to come back to that and instantaneously do that, that block was everything I needed. I think that was more important than his long run, which y'all can yell at me, just like it was more important that Keely Ringo tracked down the tight end saving a touchdown than the pick six. Um, those were monumental spots in the game. Uh, we're going to come back still more to discuss. We'll be discussing this ongoing, but first I want to let you know about get upside. Get upside is an app that is used right now by many, many listeners. And it's for Daniel, not milk, not almond milk, not goat's milk, but for gallons of gasoline, the thing that goes into your okay, car. So not milk at all. No, milk no milk whatsoever. No dairy okay. products whatsoever part of this. Um, unless you started talking about milk, it made me made me thirsty, made me just uh, get, get upside gasoline. Get upside. Go to the iOS store, Android store. Get upside is a fantastic app. Download it straight to your phone and use promo code SCORE. And right now you're going to get 25 cents more off per gallon. You get 25 cents to start off with. Well, you but your first said 50 cents there, Clint. It seemed like you were about to together, say 50 cents. Together, you get 50. You get five zero together when you add promo code SCORE. And this SCORE promo code, yep, yep. And then and then those two those two go right together. Right together. Right up the um, right, 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 right into the gasoline. Right into the gas tank. Whose gas tank is above their head? I'm not sure what you're driving, but that's where it <laughs> get is. Get upside. Uh, promo code SCORE. Get an extra 25 cents per gallon that goes straight into a PayPal, straight in your bank account, or e-gift cards, get upside app. College football fans, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Okay. What's the good bad news? news is uh the bad news is that college football season is over. The Sad. good news is betonline.ag still has tons of stuff for you to place wagers on. And guess what, Clint? Masters guess what? coming. Masters yeah, coming. Well, the Masters is coming. Okay. March Madness is coming. Okay. Okay. The NFL playoffs are coming. Playoffs? Playoffs? Uh, The NBA is rounding into form. Uh, The NHL is in full swing. And, Clint, that's not even what I was going to say. What I was going to say is the account is quite recently flushed with cash. It is just – Our plus 750 preseason Georgia to win the Natty. Cash. Flush with cash. Okay, so if you are like us and you have maybe cashed in on Georgia's incredible season, as you should have because you've been paying attention, then you know that betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. And if you're not like us and you've you've missed the boat, there's still time for you to get in on the action. Go to betonline.ag, enter the promo code LOCKED ON, and you're going to get a 50% bonus on your initial deposit. That means you make a deposit. BetOnline.ag is just going to give you free money in the form of 50% of whatever you deposit it. That means your account will very soon be flush with cash, which means you will have money 
to wager on Masters futures, on the NBA, on the NFL playoffs, uh, on the NHL, uh, college basketball, whatever it is, the sport of your choosing. BetOnline.ag has it. Over-unders, parlays, props, spreads, money lines, teasers, whatever you want, BetOnline has it. Uh, go there right now, enter the promo code Locked On for a 50% bonus on your initial deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook expert. Uh, okay, I took stream of consciousness for the second segment. Daniel, do you have something that, where you want to take us on this last segment of the day? All right, well, I didn't know if I wanted to do it today or if I was going to hold on to it till tomorrow. Okay. So let me ask you, do you have anything else today or 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 do we go to where I'm going to go or, or versus saving it for tomorrow? I'm going to give this, you an opportunity. Okay. By the way, this this feels like a trick question. This feels like one it's of those not. times where your partner is like it's saying not. to you, "Okay, it's not." Well, it's not. I'm just um, I'm just, I'm just saying. I I have something. something. Okay. I have something, but I have a, I have a quick something. I have a very quick something. We'll see where we're at. We'll see where we're at after your quick something. Okay. Todd Munkin's leaving Georgia guys. Okay. This was, what? Hold on. What are we doing? Hold on. What are we doing now? What are we doing now? I'm telling you, if you don't know that, shame on you. Yeah. You go ahead and do that. Todd Munkin is the best offensive coordinator that's ever, that ever been at UGA. Um, just a quick little, I, cause I thought about this as I was watching the game, beautiful, beautiful play call all the way around, um, under the radar OC that's already in house, Daniel, he's got head coaching oh. experience. Oh, he, he coaches I, the I offensive line. I don't think so. Clint, I'm going to push I'm just, back. I don't think so. I'm just saying under the radar. I didn't say favorite. I'm Let just me, saying under right, the let's, radar. Let's parlay this into some more conversation. Clint. Okay. Okay. Um, we're not talking about next year yet, okay? I, I, but it's the third – This no, no, no. Wait, listen. I'm not mad about it. It's okay. the third segment. This is kind of where we just dump stuff. This is why that's, I didn't want to come out. This is why I didn't want to come out because I feel like it's more of a segment one type of conversation that I want to have. So oh. this is a better – so I'm going to say that for tomorrow. This is a okay. better segment three conversation for right now. Great, great. We're not talking about next year yet, but let's just no. – let's just – Humor me. We don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be next year. Uh, Kirby and Stetson Bennett both had some very enigmatic things to say about the quarterback situation for next year. It was a real cloak and dagger type situation on on those interviews, y'all. And so if you want to pay money to subscribe to a service that will tell you that Kendall Milton is transferring, um, that's fine. You could do that or you could just follow his dad on Twitter and look me um, in the eye <laughs> there is no insider or guru yeah the, the, we we've gotten out of the habit of saying that so there's a lot of people who listen to the podcast that may have never heard us say that but we're not insiders or gurus because those people don't exist they don't exist so um we're fans so as a fan here's what i know i know that kirby smart can be trusted mm, you know how mm. i know that do you know that? Because he took us to the promised land. He took us to the mountaintop. And he did it his way with his guy. He yes. did it by saying, hey, all you Georgia fans. I live right on the basement the, right of up the brownstone. The, and when I throw trash out, it goes out the window. It, it just goes right out the window of the brownstone. Okay. Uh, Kirby Smart can be trusted. Yes. Now, this defense, Clint, 
I'm not saying we're not going to have a bunch of talented players. I'm not saying the defense is not going to be good next year. But let's just go ahead and get it out in the open. The defense next year will not be nearly as good as it was this year. Okay? It won't be. Do you know why? Because it's one of the best defenses in the history of college football. So. Yes. It won't be as good next year. Kirby is smart. Okay? I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be. I don't know what the offensive coordinator situation is going to be because I agree with you. I do think the likely scenario is that Todd Monken goes back to the NFL. We don't have any inside information, by the way, on that. Uh, That's just speculation. Here's what I know. Kirby is going to hire an offensive coordinator that he needs for next year. You know what what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. Next year, Kirby Smart is going to try to score a lot of points. I really believe this. If you're a Georgia fan and you like offense, buckle up. Check back with me in September because I think things are about to get weird at Georgia offensively. I think you're going to see Kirby try to play some of the Alabama games that we've seen over the last few years when maybe Alabama's defense was not quite what it once was. Yep. And so they said, you know what? We need a guy in here that can go ahead and pitch it all over the yard. Now, we do not have the wide receiver talent that Alabama had. No. But we do have the pass-catching talent that Alabama had. Do you you see what he just did there? It's very important. It's very important to listen to that. Because Jermaine Burton is here, and that's good. Brock Bowers is here. Ooh. Okay. Darnell is here. Ooh. A young man by the name of Oscar Delp is coming in. Lad McConkey. Okay. A.D. Mitchell's going to be here. Okay. Oh, man. So, whatever the quarterback situation is, we know the offensive line is going to be fairly stable. Losing a couple key pieces, but there's going to be some stability on the offensive line. We already like what we see out of the left tackle. I love the offensive line next year, by the way. Love the offensive line next year. Running game is going to be fine, but I think whoever the quarterback is, maybe it's Stetson Bennett, maybe it's not. I think they're going to be throwing it a lot, and I think Georgia's going to be scoring a lot of points next year because I think they're going to need to score some more points next year. All that being said, I think the offensive coordinator for Georgia next year is going to be somebody that Kirby knows is going to come in here and cut it loose. Because that's what Georgia is going to need to win next year. And likewise with the defense next year, we got some talented, just stud kids coming up. But they're going to be kids, a lot to replace. Jalen Kimber in the transfer portal, which was a little shocking to me. Did not think that was going to happen. Thought he was going to be playing over there opposite Keely Ringo. But I think next year you're going to see, yes, let's go ahead. Let's go for points. Conversely, this year we just said line up and come at us and we will just we won't allow you to get past us. Next year, I think we're going to have to be opportunistic and risk-taking D. So so we blitzed a ton this year. I get that. More blitzes, more cutting routes, go for the pick, go for that interception, roll the dice is going to be heavy, heavy on that, not suffocating defense like this year. We're so talented guys, but um, I, I think you're absolutely right, Daniel. This, this yeah. offense next year – whoever's leading the charge. And this is exactly why I think Stetson doesn't have a guaranteed spot starting next year, even if he comes back, because this year's offense 
was predicated on knowing Stetson can run with his legs and get us some first downs and all that. But I think next year it's going to be a different beast of an offense. Some more reads, some more, some more Bryce Young type stuff that we're going to need accuracy um, on. And again, look, just speculation. Time will tell. Time will tell. We will see. But if Todd Monken stays, I feel fantastic about the offense next year. Great. If Todd Monken goes, it's an opportunity for Kirby Smart to prove to us that he's committed to this style of football. The, the Todd yes, Monken hire was the most important hire of Kirby Smart's entire life, without question. Correct. Whoever becomes the new defensive coordinator, people, y'all been some of y'all been asking about that. Glenn Schumann, uh, Will Muschamp, don't care. Honestly, I don't. don't care. I do prefer that it would be Schumann because I think I would rather him not leave. I think there's less of a chance that Will Muschamp leaves. Uh, so, but the offensive coordinator hire, if Todd Munkin does leave, is uh, is going to be a critical one. All right. I've teased it enough. Come back tomorrow and find out what this what this topic is that I want to talk about because um, are you, you going to share it? It's it is related to the opposing coach that Georgia just played, and oh, it may no. or may not involve the word "scared." The take might involve the word "scared." It if you're you scared, know, say scared. I you know, I've been I've been working think. on an analogy for this mm-hmm. and for the the good old boys club that is mm-hmm. Dabo and Saban and the new guy in there. I've been working on an analogy, and y'all, ooh, that's gonna be a spicy one. Hey, come back tomorrow. Locked on Bulldogs here. Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We will see you guys then. See ya.